CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Uh, so, Mike, uh, nine years and uh, 15 minutes yeah. <laughs> since our last podcast. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to... We're making up for lost we time. Are, we are. I think we could get to, like... I don't want to say 52 podcasts in 2019, but I can guarantee at least two. Yeah. <laughs> I can agree with that one. Um, was that one we said we were going to do 52 was actually before 2018? Did we actually go an entire year without making one? No, no. We did them. In, we did a couple in 2018. 2018 was supposed <laughs> to be the year of 52 yeah. podcasts. Uh, I, I was thinking, what if, what if we, like, made a Kickstarter that we had to deliver 52 podcasts? I would feel really bad about letting people down. <laughs> we would have to return all their money. Yeah, well, you don't, but... Uh, <laughs> you don't? No. Oh, well. Uh, so anyway. Sounds like a kickstarter.com slash... All right, so uh, we're, we're going to do our, our Ravnica Allegiance set review. So we've done... Green. green. And now we're going to do multicolored and then maybe lands and artifacts. So we're going to start with a card called Adorbs. I've never heard of this card before. Adorbs? Adorbs. Oh, it's Absorb. I yeah. remember this card. One uh, white UU for an instant counter-target spell. You gain three life. This was a tournament staple. I think this card is fantastic. If there's just a blue-white deck, like a legit blue-white deck, I think this card is one of the best cards in the entire format um, from Ravnica Allegiance. It's exactly what you want for a reasonable cost. Right. Like, it's a hard counter that gains three life that is the most blue-white thing in the world. It's so much better than Ionize for a control deck. Oh, God. Like, it's so much better, right? Yeah. Like, like, I dinged you for two. Who cares? Like, right. You, if you ever untapped with Niv-Mizzet in play, yeah. that two damage was not meaningful. Right, you know? like, right, right. I mean, if you untap, your opponent untaps and visit and play, and you have like 14 life, you never get another turn. Yeah. Like, they just demolish you. Now, granted, they're doing three and four points of damage with their ionizes. <laughs> but, uh, no, but in all seriousness, this is exactly what a blue white deck would want. I'm just wondering because. Niv-Mizzet offers, um, I think, a generally better solution for, um, you know, endgame threats for control than what Blue-White seems to offer by itself. Uh, and I don't know that the Bant version of, like, kind of the Teferi Wilderness Reclamation deck is going to necessarily want Absorb versus cards like Sinister Sabotage. If they were if they were in the market for a three-cast and cost hard counter, that helps you dig to Wilderness Reclamation and uh, Nexus of Fate, and this doesn't. Um, or just like spell pierce to force through their threats. Like either of those, I think, is more synergistic for that deck. But if, if there is just a blue white deck, straight in. I mean, and like keep in mind, like the, the Jeskai decks are already playing game three life, right? Like they're just playing that without counter spell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, straight it, draws, in. it draws a card. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. Turn two. Leonin. The <laughs> Johnny's, the Johnny's uh, pride mate. Yeah. Turn three, absorb your face. Plus one, plus one counter. Turn four, attack. Gain three life, gain three life. <laughs> Draw two. <laughs> you, I believe you've just described the Ravnica Allegiance intro deck. I think we're going to get kicked out of our spot in a moment. Our chair. Should yeah. we go around the corner? We should probably go around the corner. The lights are they're being gonna, turned out. They're taking away the... Do they take the benches away? They don't leave them out at well, night? Well, they close the gate. Oh, okay. Leave. All right. Or they take the benches all right, that's... It's the equivalent of the chairs being put up. 
that shuffling noise is us getting up to not be on the bench anymore. Yeah. Because we're we're shuffling away like like ho the hobos slithering we away, are. Slithering away. All right, what do you think about Aeromunculus? Aeromunculus. 1GU for a homunculus mutant. Flying 2-3, it's a common. Uh, and it has Adapt 1 for 2, green and a blue. So it's a very solid card. Yeah, uh, fine, whatever. Three casting costs, 2-3 flyer. Uh, you know, reminiscent of Trigon Predator with a much, much worse special ability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trigon yes. Predator was a monster. Yeah. This is a, a nice showcase at Common for the adaptive. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. Applied Biomancy. Uh, three, I mean, sorry, green and a blue for an instant. Choose one or both, uh, which is always exciting words. It's like a... I don't want to give my guys lifelink. Like, even if you don't have any guys, you just give them lifelink. Yeah, choose one or both. Target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn, or return and or return target creature to its owner's hand. Oh, that's very this exciting. really good. If there's like a blue-green creature deck, I'm in, I'm in. And again, you know, we've talked about that idea of putting a plus one, plus one counter actually has more value now. Well, yeah, there's Simic Ascendancy. Yeah, oh, I haven't even gotten to that card yet. Uh, Azorius Knight Arbiter. Again, this is another card, by the way, that just, again, rituals you up to three mana off of that druid. So. And also it's a bounce. You can be defending yourself. Right? Yeah, yeah. Azorius Knight Arbiter. Three white, blue for a 2-5 Vigilance. Azorius Knight Arbiter can't be blocked. Next. <laughs> I mean, this card's important and limited. It's a common, right? Like, there was that 2-5 that, that flying dinosaur in Ixalan, right? Like, that card was a house in limited. Even, if, even though... Like, this also flies, right? This doesn't fly? It can't be blocked. It has Vig and can't... But it doesn't defend on... Five Toughness is a defensive stat. Yes, it still defends. It can block. It oh, can't it be blocked. Oh, okay. So it's this is a... It's kind of a cool card, actually. I like this card a lot. Okay, fine. See? I give it five sirens. The police are coming after me for my poor limited assessment of this card. I mean, I don't know how... You know, I just, I just like the card a lot. Uh, Azorius Skyguard, four white blue for a three three flying first strike. Uh, creatures your opponents control get minus one minus zero. Wow, this card might not be unplayable and constructed. Like there's <laughs> deck that can't beat this. It's an uncommon. <laughs> I mean, so so this could be a card that you prime speaker into, right? For example, it could be like a silver bullet card that you. I mean, could... this like turns off the entire Boros Aggro deck, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, I mean, you, you could do tribunal. That. You're like, dive down. <laughs> what if right. you dove it down? So we, we have another, uh, next up, we have another card that is uh, white, white, black, black. So this is a creature that follows in the tradition of, like, True Fire Captain yeah. and Night Vale Predator. This is a spirit. It's the Basilica Bell Haunt. It's a 3-4. And when it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card, and you gain three life. Uh, I've really been sweet. convinced on this card. This I think is sweet. This is, I think this is the card that makes the Orzhov's creature deck in standard. Um, it's not too far off of a Seed Rhino. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it feels Seed Rhino-y, actually. I mean, like, is it, it, like is a Lava Spike better or worse than making your opponent discard a card, right? Like, because that's basically, I mean, Seed Rhino's bigger, right? It's five power, and, or four, sorry, four power instead of three power. Yeah. But... This isn't that far off. And the thing is, it's so synergistic because you play this into the Eldest Reborn, you are doing some serious damage to opponent playing fair. And also, by the way, the red decks, they also are going to put a hurting on you. Can and never, gaining, gaining can never that beat three, that. Gaining three life, pretty big deal. 
Uh, I, like I said in the last podcast, I think Orzhov, like week one, I think it's the best deck. Uh, possibly one of my favorite pieces of art in the set, Bedevil, by, art by Seb McKinnon. So no shocker there. Black, black, red for an instant. Destroy target artifact, creature, or planeswalker. So this card is like, I mean, it's just unreal. It's going to be played in the formats. <laughs> like, this is going to be a modern staple, um, which is not something that you can say about every card that's just like a utility card. Yeah. Right? It's Hero's Downfall. Hero's Downfall is already a modern staple in black-blue. Yeah. Uh, this one trades in a colorless mana for a red and the ability to just brain the bejesus out of uh, a KCI, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah, I have my choice of your, uh, your cranial, cranial plating or your Arcbound Ravager, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, either or, or, your, or. your Liliana or your. Yeah, or your Liliana. Go figure. Yeah. It's a very, very good card. Uh, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Get four now, right? Like, Biomancer's. Oh, it's the, rare, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is this card's probably like, Yes, I think this is a, an own four copies of this card card. Yeah, own four copies and get them in a language you like and keep them. <laughs> or at least a language. Well, this is not a confusing <laughs> card. It's not like a Dragon Lord Dramica. <laughs> Biomancer's familiar. Green-blue for a 2-2. Uh, it's a mutant. Activated abilities of creatures you control cost... So this card is training grounds on a stick. Activated abilities of creatures you control cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the amount of mana and ability cost to activate to less than one mana. Tap. The next time target creature adapts this turn, it adapts as though it had no plus one, plus one counters on it. So this is like a combo with every card that, that has, has adapt. adapt. I mean, also, like, it just brings the adapt costs down for everything. Right. Uh, and, I mean, like, its ability to just turn, like, something that can normally, you know, it's topping up at 4-4 four, four to be, like, 6-6 six, six now. Big deal. I mean, especially, like, if you got these creatures that have reasonable adapt costs. Yeah. And then, you know, you're bringing them down to one. Like, the, the, that Do you green... see this being played and constructed? Well, that, let's think about it like this. That elf crab, um, squadron hawk guy. Yeah. Like, now he's now adapting for G and gaining, like, you know, tons and tons of... Right, of, so you go G, advantage. get one, G, get one. And, like, so if you've got this guy in play, you can just chain them all immediately because they now all adapt for G. Right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's it's very, very strong, right. I think. Uh, okay. Yes, I, like I do it. think that this is a constructed card. Um, if there's, like, decks that have activated abilities that cost mana that people would want to play, uh, there are other abilities other than Adapt that, that fall under that category. Bullrack Clan Crusher. I believe he was a first-round draft pick of the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> uh, three GR for an Ogre Warrior, 4-4. Four, four. Tap, remove a plus one, plus one counter from a creature you control. Bullrack Clan Crusher deals two damage to any target. Seems like a nice finisher in Limited, actually. It's actually know. a really powerful ability. Um, you can take your guys down so that they can adapt again, right? Sure, So yeah. that's a thing. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think it's a very deceptively powerful ability. So the question is, the initial cost of five mana for four four is that palatable and constructed no but i think it's fine in limited it's very, very good, good it's limited. very very good in limited. yeah yeah this card this card's a house i think uh captive audience this is one of the things i love about magic is that you can have a piece of art like bedevil yeah which is so uh stylish yeah so stylized and then a card like captive audience which i mean yes there are goblins drawn on the card but they're drawn very realistically <laughs> as, as, as well as uh, all the you know humans on it, uh, you know, just like two completely different styles of art that, uh, you know, I love both cards quite a bit. Uh, I love this card. Okay, so this is an enchantment. 
captive audience, five black red, it's a mythic, captive audience enters the battlefield under the control of an opponent of your choice, and then it says at the beginning of your upkeep, so now your upkeep is yeah, the, the, opponent, the opponent. Which is the next turn, because this is a sorcery right. speed spell, right. right? At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Your life total becomes four. Discard your hand. Each opponent creates five 2-2 black zombie creature tokens. So let's just assume the first thing they're going to do is discard their hand, right? Because <laughs> it's like we're at the point where we're casting seven drops. Yeah. They, they probably don't have much. Um, what do they do next? Go to four? Well, if they give you the goblins and then go to four, <laughs> and they've already got no hand. Yeah. I mean, this card is an auto win, right? As long as they don't win, right? So if you, if you cast this card. <laughs> yeah. Like, you are crippling your opponent pretty badly. If they haven't already won, they're in a lot of trouble. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to be in a position where they're massively behind, right? They're right. giving you 10 power, right, right. five permanents, you know, going down, like losing a massive amount of life in all likelihood. Uh, they're eventually going to be going to be doomed. But what do you expect for seven? Yeah, it, yeah, it no, takes a few turns though. That's yeah, the thing, right? It's yeah. not a fast kill. It's not right. like a fireball. They can, for they can try to race. They can try to race you with whatever their game plan is. Yeah, but the thing is, if but, you if you're taking infinite, they have no cards to do. Well, if you're taking infinite turns, for example, they can never attack you, or you just have four. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't take infinite turns. You'll die. Why? Oh, you're no. right. You'll just right. They never just, attack you. You'll just have no hand. Yeah. Right. That's no, true. but you'll eventually draw more cards. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. The infinite uh, turns will beat <laughs> will be captive audience, but it's still cool. Uh, Cinder vines, uh, red green for an enchantment. It's a rare. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, Cinder vines deals one damage to that player. Uh, one sacrifice Cinder vines, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Cinder vines deals two damage to that permanent controller. I I tell you, I could see people bringing this in against those stupid fog decks against the Nexus of Fate decks. Oh, I think this is this card is. The most important card probably in the entire set for modern. Um, oh, wow. It's, I mean, this is the kind of card that would get me to play a stomping ground again. <laughs> it's so much better. So, so, so much better than Destructive Revelry. Sure. It's like Eidolon of the Great Revel and Destructive Revelry. Yeah. Like, it has the full Destructive Revelry. Like, it gets the two. Eidolon of the Great Revelry? This is Eidolon of the Great Revelry. And you can't, you know, shock it or whatever. Right. Like, this card is very, very, very potent. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I think you you don't think people are going to play this. If there's a deck, if there's, like, a Fires deck in Standard, you don't see someone playing why this. Why would there be a Fires deck, Brian? We'll it's not there. like Fires of Yavimaya was reprinted <laughs> in superior form in this set. <laughs> we'll get there, Mike. Was it? <laughs> Brian, you're so silly. We'll get there. Yeah, I think this card is the most important card for Modern, and... It is has a chance to do well in standard, depending on how these decks. It's a great foil for wilderness reclamation. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's exactly what. I'm Even thinking. if you don't pop their wilderness reclamation, you make them take damage every time <laughs> they're casting their other stuff. Like you just sit there in one open manner. I'm like, all right, at some point, I'm going to decide to use this. Right. Right. But yeah. otherwise, you just keep taking damage to take your right. infinite turns, jerk. Right. All right, Clan Guild Mage, uh, Gr for a two-two human shaman. Uh, like all the guild mages, has two abilities. For one for each color, one in a red, tap, target creature can't block this turn, two in a G, tap, target land you control becomes a 4-4 four, four elemental creature with haste until end of turn, it's still a land. Uh, not fine. not real exciting for constructed, yeah, but... Both, both are sort of fine for limited. Probably play this Yeah, you play it, it's, it's a two. It's probably very good. Yeah. Solid. 
the blue-green one. Let's see if that one's better. We've got three guild mages in a row here. Combine guild mage, green-blue. So this or, is like, assesses like Andrew Wiggins' ability to jump? <laughs> Combine, green-blue uh, for a merfolk wizard, 2-2. Two, two. One and a G, tap. Tar- this turn, each creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter So on this it. turn? Yeah, that's okay. still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, green, one and a blue, tap, move a plus one, plus one counter from target creature you control onto another target creature you control. So if you've got a, if you've got a hardened scales in play, this is like a pretty, pretty good ability yeah. to net some plus one, plus one counters, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think if you're like into plus one, plus one counters, this might be relevant even in Constructed. Although I think those are pretty pricey activation costs. Sure. I mean, they, are, they, all, they all are on all the guild yeah. mages, including tap, so you can't do both things. You can't. Uh, cult guild mage, black and a red for a 2-2. Two, two. Three and a B, target player discards a card. These are all sorceries. Uh, activate this ability anytime you could cast a sorcery. That card might be pretty good, actually. Yeah, I think this one is the highest likelihood of being playable. Like, <laughs> this, that's, a, that's, card, a, that's a powerful lockdown ability. <laughs> this card might be pretty good. It's it's pricey. Four yeah. is not. It is nothing. not a main, not a main deck card, probably. No, but, but like you want to mess up a blue white control deck with your your Rakdos beaters. But you know, it also has some, you know, red tap. It deals one damage to target opponent or planeswalker. That one's garbage. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's I mean, not like, a good conversion. Whatever. Getting getting that extra point in sometimes. Yeah, you might not be able to attack, sure. Yeah. But I think that, that black ability is, is outstanding. Uh, Speaking my, of outstanding. Yeah, deputy <laughs> of detention. One white blue for a 1-3 Vidalcan wizard, and it basically is detention sphere. Uh, yeah, so it's even better than Vanishing Light or whatever, right? Um, because it, it gets all their copies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a staple card. Uh, one, yeah. I one, already saw a ton of it yesterday on the streamer events. Um, you know, 1-3 is not the best body for 3 mana, but it's it's fine. Yeah. Not being Reflector Mage is not a... <laughs> it's not enough of a knock. I think yeah. this card's really strong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. And, and again, it's, uh, it's non-land permanent, so it's not like Creature. Right, you know, it, it gets. Oh yeah, you can get repli- an experimental it, it, frenzy. You can get a wilderness reclamation. You can get, uh, you can get a searcherous Kanta, which is a fine card to like just like play this. And you know, they go turn two that you go turn three. That's outstanding. I'm just gonna get your search. You you know just um, Domri Chaos Bringer, two red green for a planeswalker legendary Domri, uh, five loyalty, plus one loyalty is. Uh, add red or green if that mana is spent on a creature spell it gains riot. Okay. Uh, minus three, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal up to two creature cards from among them and put them into your hand. That sounds pretty good. It's a nice ability. And then minus eight, you get an emblem with, at the beginning of each end step, create a four four best creature token with trample. Um. I'm, this is I'm, not the most impressive Domri. I'm pretty medium on this card. I would say the thing that kind of made me more positive on it is that plus one ability. Yeah. Uh, if you just make R with it, you can shock something. I, I, I Originally, <laughs> I was just like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, I'm tapping out and making a land war elf? Like, that's not even going to defend me very well, right? <laughs> even if it's a 2-2 two, two land war elf. Right. But no, no. The ability to shock something is actually pretty good. Uh, obviously, this is a really solid... Um, draw two creatures and then you still got a planeswalker they might have to kill it they might not that's like that's a, not a bad conversion you know right. like you know draw you know four mana draw two cards gain three life or something is it's not the worst obviously if you play it on a naked board it's a lot better but yeah i i just don't think this card is going to be a tournament staple right. uh, out the out the gate maybe maybe a sideboard card 
Um, <clears throat> hugely, hugely powerful in, in kind of a grinding matchup if the opponent's not doing anything, obviously. Uh, how do you feel about Dovin Grand Arbiter? It's a three-mana Planeswalker. One, white, blue, for three loyalty. Uh, Planeswalker Dovin. Plus one, until end of turn, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a loyalty counter on Dovin Grand Arbiter. Interesting. Normally the Planeswalker, you know, you're looking for something to defend your Planeswalker, but really the Planeswalker's like, no, you go... You go make me well, bigger. He's, he's getting bigger. That's one of its defenses. Sure, sure. Right? But, you know, it's kind of like just keep, the creatures aren't hanging back You here. just keep going. Keep going on this. Minus one. Create a 1-1 one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. So it actually creates fuel for its other ability, you which is kind of cool. You gain one life. Yeah. And you can cool. block. Cool. Uh, and then minus seven. Look at the top ten cards of your library. Put three of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. How fast can you do this? Uh, so if you just go, like, turn to any of the cards that make two creatures. There's tons of cards that make two sure. creatures for two. Turn, like, I've gone turn one healer's hawk. Sure. All right, I mean, they're even better than I was. I wasn't even getting that greedy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, 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 goblin instigate, whatever it is, right, yeah. right? Like, then turn three, you go Dovin plus one. Dovin goes to four. You attack with those two guys. Like, Dovin's already at... Um, Seven. Right, you so with three guys. We three have guys. Hawk. All right, we have the hawk. It's already at seven, so you're gonna you're gonna erupt the next turn. That's a probably not a game winner at that stage. Right. But you know, it's you, fine. You get to advance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you you don't really get a lot of planeswalkers that uh, reward aggressive strategies. Do you know what I mean? Planeswalkers. I mean, this is kind of what I was sort of getting at when I started talking about the card. Like the idea is like normally you think about planeswalkers and just. A little bit more controlling, right? Yeah. Like there's there's a couple of exceptions. Certainly, you don't think of this. Certainly breaks the mold of blue, white, and blue planeswalkers. One of the things I like about this card is that you could just play it as like your, you know, along with Teferi, maybe Karn, because it's highly synergistic with Karn because it makes artifact creatures. Yeah. And then just like play like a blue, white, uh, planeswalker board control type deck. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, you know. Assuming they don't ban wilderness reclamation, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's a fine strategy, uh, and and it's just super self-contained. You're just like getting a little loyalty. It makes creatures, you know, and then starts off with three loyalty. You can make three like if your conversion is just I paid three mana and I made three one one flyers and gained three life. You would play a card that said three mana, three one one flyers, three life. Right. That's an excellent card, right? Uh, I believe that Brad Nelson once said that Hordling Outburst was the best card in standard, which was just three mana for three one ones. Sure. Right? This is much better than that, although there's a time delay on the last sure. two. Sure. But they fly and you gain three life, right? right? If that's all the card did, it would be an excellent card. It obviously does other things. Right. Dovin's Acuity, one white and a blue, sometimes called information campaign by people already. <laughs> uh, when this enchantment enters the battlefield, you gain two life and draw a card. Whenever you cast an instant spell during your main phase, you may return Dovlin's Security to its owner's hand. So this is like... So I radical idea, I draw a card, I get to pick this back up, play it again, draw a card, gain two life. Yeah, so you don't have to play four copies of this. The other one, the Disinformation Campaign, was so hyper-specific to the Surveil mechanic. Yeah, yeah. But I guess this is hyper-specific to, like, casting Opt on your main phase, which right. isn't the worst, but yeah. it's... I mean, it's a very, very plausible draw engine, and it, you can actually... Uh, kind of like stow your card drawing engine on the battlefield instead of your hand so you're not glutted. And it gains life also, which is which is another thing you might might want to do in a blue-white deck. 
Now, we've already talked about emergency powers in our last episode. We're yeah, this card's very, very powerful. Uh, whether or not it gets played is a contingent on a number of things. Because um, are they are those things whether or not wilderness reclamation gets banned? No. That, so here's my my. That's what's that's just what's so insane about this card to me. My other fork on this is. Where is a card like this valuable? Let's just talk about it in the abstract. Like, you don't have a, another different broken engine going on like Wilderness Reclamation. You want a card that draws seven cards when you have no cards in your hand, right? Sure. So this is your, your last card, and your opponent has any number of cards greater than zero, right? Right. So if, you're, if, like, if your opponent has seven cards, they basically draw none, and you draw seven, okay? Right. So that's a fine thing to do at the end of somebody's turn. That's a very powerful play to make, regardless of putting a free permanent into play. The problem is that whole put a free permanent into play is not exciting in a deck that's designed this way, because those decks want a bunch of cheap cards. They don't want to have a big seven. So, like, I think, like, maybe this card will be good in some matchups where you just never, you just never play during main phase. I mean, I just imagine that there's just, like, an Esper control deck of some kind that people are going to play, and then they're just going to have one or two of these, and they're just going to slam it at the end of their like, opponent's turn how, and just draw. You could just draw, you can just. How good has, is your permanent have to be that you are giving your opponent seven cards? Like, that is not reasonable unless something else is going on. Like, you need to be in it for, like, you know, Underworld Dreams type thing where, like, sure. your opponent's getting punished for drawing cards. Like, the right? thing like, that I obviously want to do here is play this on my main phase, put something into play that advances my Nexus of Fate win condition. And oh, yeah. I mean, if along. you're in the Nexus of Fate, like, Wilderness Rec... If you just play this and then play Wilderness Reclamation as your permanent, right. you're, you're golden. All right, Mike, I have... My, this is my Mike Flores, you know, top 100 playlist. This is like, I think this breaks your all-time. I think this breaks into your all-time oh, rotation. This, good this, eye. Good eye, This Brian. card <laughs> is very Mike Flores. This is very Mike Flores. Uh, ethereal Absolution, four, white, black, enchantment. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Creatures your opponents control get minus one, minus one. Notice I didn't say legendary enchantment. It's an enchantment. <laughs> no, it's just you just have multiple copies. And then two white, black, exile target card from an opponent's graveyard. If it was a creature card, you create a one, one white and black spirit creature token with flying. Yeah, so this is. So let's see. Let's just look at where this card is good. Limited? Uh, un check. Unbeatable? Check. Check. Um, commander? Yeah, yeah, check. Uh, Limited unbeatable, though, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, probably. Standard? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. like I was saying, I think that black-white is the best week one deck, even though I think the, the Bantech is the most powerful, because I just think, like, you just build your black-white deck to crush white weenie and crush mono red, which is not difficult to do if you're playing that forecasting cost guy we talked about already in this card. Like, if you just get this into play, you just kill every single Selesnya deck, every single White Weenie deck. All their guys go to the graveyard. They never come back. If you have two copies in play, you lock down everything. And then um, you just have an infinite source of card advantage from the from the two white black ability. Uh, and it's not legendary. I, I can imagine having four copies in a deck. <laughs> like I, I my my default band, uh, my I'm sorry, not my default Orzov deck right now has, I think, three copies in okay. the main deck. Okay. Um, and I just think you're just massively advantaged. And so you're like, all right, well, how do you beat Wilderness Reclamation, Teferi, et cetera? You probably don't, but after sideboarding, you just devote most of your sideboard sure. to Mortifies, duresses. Uh, you know, Argos Bloodfast, and you just you get them in the old-fashioned way, which is to uh, you know destroy all of their key cards. 
All right, let's keep moving on. Uh, final payment, white, black for an instant as an additional cost to cast this. Pay five life or sacrifice a creature or enchantment, destroy target creature. Uh, I mean, these cards don't get really played very often, right? No one's playing severed strands in standard or... I mean, that's a high high bar. Yeah. Maybe it would be great with Death Shadow if maybe there'd be an Orzhov Death Shadow <laughs> deck. Oh, I like this. Like, I, I, I don't hate that. I don't hate this either. Maybe Orzhov Death Shadow. Let's find out. Uh, Fireblade Artist, Red Black for 2-2, Human Shaman with How haste. is he human? That does not he's look like human. He's a human shaman. He's in, he's in makeup. A, <laughs> he's a performer. He's a performer. He's a They're all performers. <laughs> At the beginning of your upkeep, you may sacrifice a creature. When you do, Fireblade Artist deals 2 damage to target opponent or creature. I, the, I think that's a weird limitation. Yeah. It's a really weird... I think this is an outstanding card. The problem is, you play this also with Rakdos Firewheel... Fi, fire... What's his name? Uh, Rack, the, the Whatever, the RRBB guy. Yeah. Um, you can play them with... Uh, is it Uncharted Territory? Is that the name of the one that you can... It's like the Cavern of Souls that doesn't make stuff uncounterable. Sure, sure, yeah. So you, that's how you get away with being able to play like these heavy black and red human sure. uh, creature type decks. The problem is you can't play Goblin Chain Whirler anymore because you're de devoting your sure. your your land to to humans. So I think like this is probably really good. It's a really good card. It has two two haste for two, um, and you know it's it's right. If there's it, a, if there's a good aristocrat stack, this is yeah, probably I, part of it. I, I think that there's but the problem is you just can't play Chain Whirler and like Chain Whirler is a big loss. Sure. Um, all right. Moving on, Frenzied Arilax. Not. Frenzied Aranix. Not playable. <laughs> okay, Frilled Mystic. Green, green, blue, blue for an Elf Lizard Wizard. It's a 3-2 flash, and it's basically Mystic Snake. Uh, very playable. Yeah. Are you going to be very excited to play this in both of your Commander decks, Brian? Probably not in the Soltai Sol one. one. I, I don't think really that one's play pretty good. in that deck. It seems great. Uh, Galloping Lizrog. Three green blue for a three three trampler. Uh, when it enters the battle, it's a frog lizard. When it enters the battlefield, you may remove any number of plus one plus one counters from among creatures you control. If you do, put twice that many counters on the lizard. I mean, that's too expensive to play in constructed. Yeah, it's 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 got a cool ability, yeah. but uh, speaking of limited, get the point. Three black red for an instant destroy target creature scry one. Awesome and limited. Yeah, for first pickable. First pickable. <laughs> all right, Grasping Thrall. I'm looking at all the black-white cards now, Mike, because you've been talking about it so much. Three white-black uh, for a 3-3 three, three flying. When it enters the battlefield, it damages, it deals two damage to each opponent, and you gain two life. Eh. It's, mm. Yeah, it's common. Not really great. <laughs> That's, I'm going back to my green-blue cards. Growth Spiral, green-blue, instant, draw a card. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Uh, I think this is the second best card in the set. so good. I mean, again, uh, Andrew Cuneo was playing these. Of course he was. Uh, yeah. He was also playing the first best card in the yeah, set, yeah, right? Yeah, he was, he was. Yeah, I mean, so the best cards in the set are this, Wilderness Reclamation, like Bedevil and the... And the yeah, the, and this card was like red, green, enchantment. These cards were right? like free in that deck. Yeah, you play it, <laughs> draw a card, play a land, untap. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. No doubt. It's, it's the first words are draw. Is it an instant? It is. So the thing that's so dumb about this card is you can just leave back counterspell mana on turn two if like you've got like an essence scatter or yeah. a negate, yep. and they don't do anything, and you grow spiral. If they do, then you counter. You just do it again the next turn. Uh, Gruel spellbreaker. 
one red green for an ogre warrior. Three three riot trample. As long as it's your turn, you and Gruel Spellbreaker have hexproof. So it has riot. So it's either like a four four or like a haste creature for three. So it's like it's got a lot of Bogart Ram Gang to it. Yeah. And you know, it's got a little bit of like Loxodon Smiter to it. It's a. It's probably going to be playable. Like, I'm not so excited about this card, but Maybe it's... you don't know where it goes yet. No, I mean, it's just... It, the card's good in its face. Like, if you've got a first-turn land or else, not a bad turn to play. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's not the best yeah. thing you can imagine. It's just fine. Yeah. Right? Like, it's comparable to other plays that people would make, but, I mean, the, the bar is 5-4 for 3. How many of these do you think Brian Kibler cast yesterday during the streamer event? I don't know. How we'll many? To, I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'm curious. Uh, Gyre Engineer, one green blue for a one one. It's a Vidalcan Wizard and it taps to add green blue. How clever. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of how clever, Hackrobat. That's a great name. It is a great name. Uh, one black red for a human rogue. Uh, it's got spectacle, black red. Uh, for black, it gains death touch until end of turn. And for red, it gets plus two, minus two until end of turn, and it's two three. Um, I mean, that's a really tricksy, pretty cool limited card. Um, I would very be very happy to play it in limited if I were in black and red. Can't imagine wanting to touch it in constructed. <laughs> right? It, like, trades with everything. Like, it's, but, sure. I mean, big deal. <laughs> it's a little, uh, yeah. Like, they don't, yeah, I, I like this card, but. Yeah, I'm very happy to play it, right? Uh, high alert. This is a card that is going to train wreck. Many drafts for me in this format. <laughs> uh, white, blue, one, enchantment. So you get derailed on cheap enchantments. I love stuff. I love a build around, man. I love a build around. <laughs> uh, each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. Oh, so this, this is, is the, the Doran. Doran. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hodoran. <laughs> That's even the name of my deck. <laughs> Because it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, creatures you control can attack as though they didn't have Defender, and then it randomly has two white-blue <laughs> untapped target creatures. Wow. If you're going to derail your draft, pick a better card. Why? No, this is going to be great. It's going to be great. Great. Speaking of great. Uh, yeah, Hydroid Crisis. I already talked about this. Uh, this is the card that Andrew was playing in his... Uh, Turbo Turns deck. I will not call it Turbo Fog because he only had one fog. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jellyfish Hydra Beast for green, blue, and X. It's a zero, zero. When you cast the spell, you gain half X life and draw half X cards ran down each time. Um, flying Trample, it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. So we could plot out with, you know, more... If, you, if it's for, th for two mana, it's just dead and you didn't draw anything, right? Right. For three mana, you get a 1-1 one, one creature with flying and trample, but draw no cards and right. gain no life. For four mana, you get a 2-2 two, two creature, draw one card, gain one life. Right. Scales up from there. The really important thing about this is it's a cast trigger. Yeah, that's super important. Not, not a resolve, so can't stop it pretty much, right? right? So this is like... You know, it you, was a, it was a huge card for for Andrew and his deck. I think he only had two, but uh, if, every you, time, if like, you just want to tap out for eight, you know, you're with Wilderness Reclamation in play. Well, that's what he was doing. You're getting those cards. You're gaining that yeah. life, and you might have a giant guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just how how high do you have this card in the in the set? 
I, I think it's it's probably outside the top ten, but it's good. Yeah. It's it's certainly going to be played. I think that you need Gaia's Blessings. Um, you know, I think that if you have know, <laughs> one or two, no, seriously, one or two of this and two Gaia's Blessings, yeah. it's probably good enough. I mean, that's all, you know, you had me at Gaia's Blessing. Yeah, but, but earlier I was just like, I just want to win the Gaia's Blessing. You, you're can't, like, you, you can't. don't have time. You don't have time. I have infinite turns. Like, How do I not have time? If I, if we're hanging out at Neutral Ground yeah. in 1998. Yeah. And I can play a three and a half hour match. <laughs> For funsies, with Guy's Blessing, then it's fine. Brian Schneider once told me that if I needed a way other than Guy's Blessing to win, I wasn't playing fast enough. <laughs> uh, Imperious Oligarch, white-black for a 2-1 Vigilance Afterlife 1. So when this creature dies, you create a 1-1 black-and-white spirit creature token with flying. This is a card that, I mean, has seen play. I mean, outstanding showcase for the afterlife. Ability, vigilance is fine. I mean, it's not, that's not breaking any records in Constructed. No, but, you know, I could see it going into a deck that's an aristocrat-style deck. That's already... Well, the thing is, there's such other more powerful afterlife cards if you're going to go sure. in that direction. Okay. I think this one's a little unexciting. Uh, this is a card people were pretty excited about yesterday. Judith the Scourge Diva. One black-red for a 2-2. Legendary creature, human shaman. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus zero. And then... Oh, look at this. Here's our... Here's our... Um, Aristocrats card. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, Judith the Scourge Diva deals one damage to any target. So we just need them. We need more sacrifice out. This card is unreal. It's an easier to cast Banalish Marshal. Yeah. For red and black. Obviously, it doesn't boost toughness. Yeah. But when's the last time that mattered? Right. Great, great piece of artwork. <laughs> and too. you're just turning your guys sideways in every trade that you put your opponent into, which sucks, by the way, because they're you're. You guys all have undercosted power because of Judith. Every trade is bad because of that aristocrat's, you know, extra damage clause. Yeah. Um, you certainly can be in a situation where you're like sacrificing multiple things and just killing someone outright. Right. I mean, I'm sure Sam Black has already sketched up oh, 25 yeah. <laughs> different deck lists that feature Judith. All right, here's another three mana planeswalker, by the way Kaya Orzov Usurper, one white black for legendary planeswalker Kaya, three loyalty. Plus one, exile up to two target cards from a single graveyard. You gain two life if at least one creature card was exiled this way. Minus one, exile target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. Okay, that's pretty specific. <laughs> and then minus five, Kaya deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards that player owns in exile, and you gain that much life. By the way, you know, that's kind of a... That seems like a powerful ultimate... Well, um, you know, if you're exiling multiple things. Yeah. Right, so uh, imagine... Uh, well, first of all, this is like a good grinding card, right? Yeah, like you if you're, to, it goes to four, you know, you gain two life, if you're playing two against cards like exiled. Dredge or whatever, you yeah. could just, you could take the wind out of their sails. Yeah. But you can also combo people out with it, right? Like if you've got, you know, some way to, to make it so that um, they have a lot of cards in exile, then, you know, there's a, that ultimate that becomes really powerful. Uh, Kaya's Wrath, white, white, black, black. Four mana Wrath, this is a big deal. Destroy all creatures. You gain life equal to the number of creatures you controlled that were destroyed this way. Uh, on the topic of top ten cards, <laughs> this one's pretty close to the yeah. top. It's probably in the top five. Uh, yeah, like it's Wrath of God cost, which we haven't had in standard. Uh, I mean, we have like Ritual of Soot, which stinks. Right. You know, we have Settle the Wreckage, which your opponent has to cooperate, you know. <laughs> um, and this has an upside. Yeah, yeah. And it's great with Afterlifes, right? Because sure. they're like, all right, kill my own army, get my get, own get army Get my own back. army, sure. 
Um, speaking of cards that bring their own army, Knight of the Last Breath, five white, black for a four-four giant knight. That's his. He's a giant knight. Three, sacrifice another non-token creature, create a one-one white and black spirit creature token with flying, and then he has afterlife three. Yeah, I just don't want to spend seven <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a lot. Lavinia Azorius Renegade. This is the card that's. Uh, Got some people in the vintage community either excited or up in arms, depending on who you talk to. 2-2 uh, for white and blue. Each opponent can't cast a non- non-creature spells with converted mana cost greater than the number of lands that player controls. So... Uh, um, I mean, like, does it turn off all moxes? And then whenever an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. So does it yes. in fact turn up yes, all monsters? Yes, it does. Yeah. It, does. So it this... also makes Force of Will pretty difficult to cast in the early game. Yeah, so I think this card is, you know, surgically outstanding. <laughs> I, th- I think it's going to see play in not just, um, not just vintage, but sure. it, you know, obviously it, eternal formats and their moxes are, are much more relevantly impacted than, you know. Uh, any, like, any cheating, though, right? Like, anybody who's, like, trying to do, like, ritual sequences is going to be problems in the early game. Yeah. Right, so it's good against storm combos. Law Mage is binding. One white-blue for an aura, flash, enchant creature. Enchanted creature can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated. So it's just a flash pacifism, better than pacifism, because it's activated abilities as well. Yeah, it's, like, it's basically, like, just a hero's downfall or whatever, yeah. right? Macabre Mockery. Two black-red for an instant. Put target creature card from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gets plus two, plus zero, and gains haste. Sacrifice it at the end of the next end step. There's at least two take... Uh, oh, this is from your graveyard. This is not a... Like, there's an act of treason, too, but this gets it out of your opponent's graveyard? Yeah. Uncommon. Kind of a cool card. Oh, I mean, it depends, right? If your opponent's got, like, some incredible monster in their graveyard... Yeah, probably a fine... A fine... A fine-ish limited card? It might be an outstanding sideboard card. Sure. Right? Like, say somebody has, like, a dragon or dinosaur of tremendous size, right? It's coming out with haste, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to... What if you, like, dinged, like, Gigantosaurus or Galta? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you just kill them. Yeah. Uh, Mortify. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Close. I mean, this is really, really important. Uh, a standard is very happy to spend three mana to destroy uh, permanence of various types, whether it's with Fight with Fire or... Even murder. This card is easier to cast than murder and kills Wilderness Reclamation. Dead. It is straight before of in um, in Orzov main deck. Very happy to take out your Experimental Frenzy. Thank you very much. Very happy to take out your The Flame of Kaled after you've discarded your hand. <laughs> Moron. This uh, card is going to be outstanding. Uh, yeah. I mean... A reprint, obviously. I think I own four copies. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't, I will go pick up four I'm copies. I'm sure I own four copies. I've probably also loaned at least four copies, so uh, who knows where they are. They were on the top of a yeah. car that Steve Saden drove away. Yeah, Nikia of the Old Ways. Three green-red for a 5-5 five, five legendary creature centaur druid. You can't cast on creature spells. Uh, whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type that land produced. So this card is really, really insanely powerful. 5-5 five, five for 5 with this, this one-sided mana flare ability. But you can't cast creature spells. So what are we no, doing with it? Non-creature spells. Oh, you can't cast... Yeah, I'm sorry. Non-creature spells. So what do you do with it? Just casting a big guy? Big guys. Do you untap Hydroid Crasis? Do you straight up cast a 12 in the next turn? You can. You can make a you can make a huge Hydroid Crasis. Draw a lot of cards. Gain some All right. life. Uh, Pitiless Pontiff, we now have our engine online for our aristocrat stack. 
It's a Pontificrat. White, black for a 2-2 vampire cleric. One, sacrifice another creature. Pitiless, pontiff, gains death touch, and conveniently indestructible, indestructible until end of turn. He is pitiless. This, this card's, like, going to obviously be the centerpiece of standard decks, right? I mean, you could just go, like, first turn Legion's Landing, turn two Pitiless Pontiff, turn three Mavern Fen, attack with uh, Mavern Fen to... I'm sorry, attack with Pitiless Pontiff, uh, create a 1-1 one, one Vampire with Mavern Fen. If they block, then you just sacrifice and your guy lives. It's no big deal. It, it's just it's just getting your engine online. Eventually, you're just going to get to the spot where you're attacking for, for profit. Uh, Prime Speaker Vanifar, two green blue for a two four legendary creature and ooze wizard. Was an ooze an elf ooze wizard? Is an elf ooze wizard? I'm like, that doesn't ooze, look like an ooze. Ooze your wizard now. Uh, I don't know what that means. Sacrifice another creature. Search a library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one plus that plus the sacrificed creature's converted mana cost. Uh, put that card onto the battlefield and shuffle your library. Oh, you have you have to search up on this one. It's not like uh, you have to search for one bigger, right? So this is going to be a centerpiece engine card, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like you, you can't really let your opponent untap with this. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get that, that crater hook behemoth guy. Yeah, like, yeah, if they're going to get him, that. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you... you uh, yeah, yeah so have. this is a kill on site. Luckily, this is well within the range of a lava coils. Sure. Uh, Rafter Demon, two black red... For a creature demon, 4-2 Spectacle. The Spectacle cost is 3 black red. So why would you cast it for its Spectacle cost rather than its cheaper cost? Because? When Rafter Demon enters the battlefield, if its Spectacle cost was paid, each opponent discards a card. Uh, this is a perfectly reasonable limited card. Yeah, seems fine. Shrug. Uh, Rakdos Firewheeler. So this is also in that AABB kind of casting cost thing. Black, black, red, red for a 4-3. When it enters the battlefield, it deals two damage to target opponent and two damage to up to one target creature or planeswalker. Outstanding card. The problem is just if if you're on a cast this card, you can't plausibly have uh, Goblin Chain Roller. That's sure. the. It's. I mean, unless there's some stretch of the mana bases that I'm not. <laughs> I, I guess you could play like a lot of like Rakdos Guild Gates or something. Sure. But even then, I mean. How many basic mountains are you willing to stomach? That's the, right. the thing. But this card's really good. I like Rakdos Roustabout. One black red. Ogre Warrior. I just like it. I don't think it's necessarily very good. Uh, <laughs> three, two for three. Three two, three, two for three. But whenever it becomes blocked, it deals one damage to the player or planeswalker it's attacking. So it has, like, you know, sort of four power. Boys will be boys. I like it. I think it's a cool design. Uh, Rakdos the Showstopper. This This one stops the show. For BR, for a legendary demon, Flying Trample, when it enters the battlefield, flip a coin for each creature that isn't a demon, devil, or imp, and then destroy each creature whose coin comes up tails. It's a 6-6. It's a 6-6 Flying Trample for 6, with an unreal special ability. (laughs) And it sometimes, it's like, it's like Desolation Angel. Or, like, Desolation Giant. Was that the one? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a Desolation Giant. Well, Desolation Giant, Giant destroys everything, yeah. right? Other than... But this is just, like, if you build your deck with only those creature types... Yeah, yeah, It's course. just one-sided. Yeah. yeah. And it's a 6-6 six, six Flying Trample for 6. It's already it's already on the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ravager Worm. Three red, green, green. For a worm. Riot. 
Uh, when it enters, enters the battlefield, choose up to one. It fights target creature you don't control or destroy target land with an activated ability that isn't a mana ability, and it's a 4-5. All right, so um, this card is like a 4-5 haste or, or a 5-6, five, six. Six, but it also can like beat up uh, an Esconsa the Sunken Ruin or a Field of Ruin or, you know... A memorial to genius or glory or whatever. Arch of, Arch, Arch of, Escon, uh, Arch of Sure. Or, you know, it, it fights when it comes down. It's... I mean, if you're in the neighborhood of casting a six-casting cost rioter in red and green, <laughs> you could do worse. It's certainly going to see play. I don't think it's that exciting. Um, but I, it's certainly going to see play. What if it had haste? It rhythm? does have haste sometimes. Yeah, rhythm... It has riot. Oh, it has riot. That's true. Rhythm of the wild... One green red for an enchantment. Creature spells you control can't be countered. Non creature non token creatures you control have riot. Well, fires of Yavamaya, but better. Yeah. I mean you can't do the sacrifice for plus two plus two anymore. Right. Uh, but the guys are uncounterable. <laughs> yeah, it seems really good. They can still be removed. Sure. But I mean haste is the best solution to removal ever, right? Right, right. Uh, Rubble Belt Runner. One red, green for a 3-3. Viashina Warrior can't be blocked by creature tokens. Common. Uh, Savage Smash. Nice piece of art. Headbutt there. Uh, One red, green for a sorcery. Target creature you control gets plus two, plus two. And it fights target creature you don't control. So a nice fight card for limited. Uh, Sorcery. Sorcery. It's for limited. Fine, fine. Senate Guild Mage. Uh, so white blue for two two white tap you dr- you gain two life, blue tap draw a card then discard a card. This card seems pretty nice. Well, I mean those are awesome casts. I mean it's awesome activation costs, yeah. right? Yeah. Wait wait, isn't that doesn't say do it only as a sorcery? No yeah just <laughs> so just loot. Yeah just loot. Uh, Seraph of the Scales. It's another white black card. Two white black angels four three flying. Seraph of the Scales gains Vigilance until the end of turn for white. Black Seraph of the Scales gains Death Touch until end of turn for black. Afterlife 2. Eh. I mean, for a Mythic Rare? For a Mythic, this is underwhelming. I, I thought it was going to be an Uncommon, I'll be honest with the you. The Bellhop is way better than this card. Uh, although, this is easier to cast than the Bellhop. But, like, this doesn't even survive Deafening Clarion. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a little better. It is not. It is not. I mean, it certainly will be playable in some decks. It is not that exciting. How about Sharkto Crab? I mean, this is just this is a fish this octopus stuff of crab. nightmares. Two green blue for a fish octopus crab. Uh, adapt one for two green blue. Whenever one or more counters are put on Sharkto Crab, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's next you can only un- You can only adapt once. And it's a 4-4. Four, four. Yes, but you can, again, put find other ways to put counters on things. Yeah, I think that this card is um, not the worst. Uh... I actually think it might be plausible in in some constructed decks. Um, my big objection to it is just uh, tapping creatures is not killing creatures. Sure. Um, if you're if you're deep into Simic, you know what's your what's your plan for for removing things permanently? Like just all the great guys in the world is not going to be somebody's concerted strategy. Sure, but sometimes you just want to keep your creature, opponent's creatures tapped when you try to find a way to win the game with something like Simic Ascendancy. Oh, well, tell me about Simic Ascendancy. Green, blue enchantment. Uh, 
For one green and a blue, you put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Maybe your shark or crab. No, oh, that's very powerful. Uh, whenever, it's a good conversion. Whenever one or more counters are put on a creature you control, put that many growth counters on Simic Ascendancy. <gasps> but why would I do that, Brian? That's the beginning of your upkeep. If Simic Ascendancy has 20 or more growth counters and hasn't been disenchanted, <laughs> hasn't been mortified, uh, you win the game. Well, if only we lived in a world where people weren't killing all the enchantments. <laughs> Because this is, I think this is actually a pretty plausible it's, way to win. It's fitting that the Simic deck gets splash damage. <laughs> I mean, that card is so cool. Yeah, oh, super cool. It's super cool. Too bad. Uh, Sphinx of the New Prov. Uh, white, white, blue, blue for a Flying Vigilance 4-3 Sphinx. Spells that target Sphinx of New Prov that your opponent casts cost two more to uh, Next. Yeah. Sphinx's Insight. Uh... Two you blue white draw two cards at instant speed. Addendum: If you cast a spell during your main phase, gain two life. Uh, unless you've got something else going on, like you know, this a certain green enchantment we've been we've been talking about. Unless you got something like that, there's just no way you would ever play this instead of chemistry. Sure. It makes no, no sense. Yeah. Sunder Shaman, green green, red red, giant shaman, five five. Oh, five five, five five for four. Yeah, can't be blocked by more than one creature. That's difficult to do if you don't have your own Sunder Shaman. <laughs> Uh, whenever Sunday Shaman deals combat damage to a player, destroy target artifact or enchantment that player controls. Oh, well, if there were only artifacts and enchantments, we'd this want to kill. This card's kind of sweet. I think it's okay. Yeah. If you if you give it haste, it's probably insane. Sure. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that is true. So you're like, turn two, the new fires, turn three, this thing? Kill their fires in the mirror? <laughs> kill their wilderness reclamation? Yeah. Uh, Syndicate Guild Mage. This one is not as good as the last Guild Mage we looked at. White-black for a 2-2. One and a white, tap target creature with power four or greater. This is really specific. <laughs> four and a black, tap. Syndic Guild Mage deals two damage to target opponent or Planeswalker. Yeah, like, I mean, it's probably a good finisher in some limited decks. Way too expensive to play in Constructed. Uh, oh, this is a kind of cool card. Again, for the Aristocrats deck, Tasa Karloff. Two white, black. Uh, legendary creature, it's a 2-4. If a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So it's really good with Afterlifes. Really good, but also really good with Judith. Yep. Uh, creature tokens you control have Vigilance and Lifelink. That's really good with everything. Yeah, that's just good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's really good with Afterlife because you're getting all these tokens, yeah. right? That card seems sweet. Uh, I mean, 4 is a is a high bar, I think, for... for Orzov right now, yeah. maybe not for Mardu. Yeah, for, I, I think it, I see that as a more. I just see that pairing with yeah. Judith for sure. Theater of Horrors, one black red for an enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep. Exile the top card of your library during your turn, and if opponent lost life this turn, you may play cards exiled with Theater of Horrors. And then three red Theater of Horrors deals one damage to target opponent or planeswalker this is a top 10 card uh i think this will be played in modern as well it might be better in modern than it is in standard um it's a phyrexian arena that's easier to cast you don't lose life uh one thing that is non-intuitive i think is that if you have multiple copies of theater of horrors you only have to play the qualification one time so like you know you nug somebody for any amount of damage it turns all your theaters of horrors sure. on uh and then like uh, light up the stage, it's stowing cards somewhere else so they can't actually be, you know, you can't be forced to discard them with duress. Right. So um, it's, I think this card is absolutely outstanding. Any deck that And can, you, the cards, the cards also don't go away. It's not like a no. one-turn thing. No, they, they're just they waiting stay, for you. They're waiting for you, yeah. So it, like, and it gives you a way to win, right, which is 
not zero. It's like, I mean, four mana for one damage is not a great conversion. But if you've got an opponent who's about to go ultimate with a Planeswalker, it's not the worst thing in the world to have a little uh, little backdoor plan there. Um, I think this card is absolutely outstanding. All right. So, Zagana Utopian Speaker, two green-blue for a 4-4. Four, four. When Zagana Utopian Speaker enters the battlefield, if you control another creature with a plus one, plus one counter on it, draw a card. So just play cards that are plus one, plus one counters. <laughs> pretty, pretty easy to solve. Uh, it has Adapt 4. For six. For six mana. And then each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it has Trample. Um, I mean, in, th- sweet. in theme, it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's hold off. Um, we'll do hybrid and split cards along with lands and artifacts tomorrow and as we do the rest of the set. All right, so let's do Zerta Goblin as the last non-hybrid. Yeah. Zerta Goblin, red-green 2-2 Riot. Uh, this was uh, my preview card on um, Top of a Podcast. Uh, it's half, uh, what's the name of that creature that... Steve Saden played and nobody else. <laughs> RG. Lord Clan Rampager yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just RG for 2-2 haste, and then the other half is, like, uh, basically Watch Wolf. Um, that's certainly a high level of playability on that card. Right. Uh, Watch Wolf is just good enough to play, and sometimes you'll want a 2-2 haste for two. Right. So, right. Card seems sweet. All right. Tune so, in in nine years for white, blue, and black uh, cards from Ravnica Allegiance. Or 15 minutes. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All right. Bye-bye.